All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. We'd love you to support this show. Please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your likes and subscription helps us to grow and attract interviews and content. So please retweet and share our posts. Your contributions are appreciated. Greetings and welcome to KISS FAQ Podcast 438. I am your host this week, Marcus Almighty, and this week I am joined by my good friend Ken Keenan, better known as 69th Blizzard on the board. Hello. You're also joined by the ever-popular Lonnie Weishauer, also known as St. Louis Kiss on the board. I know I probably shouldn't be using real names, but what the hell? Everybody knows each other anyways. So it's not like it's a big (laughs) surprise. So how are you gentlemen doing today? Not bad. For, you know. (laughs) For Thursday. Yeah, for Thursday. Thursday. Uh, We're approaching Halloween, which is, of course, is a very popular time of the year in the KISS world. We'll get to that in a minute, but... Before we get to our topic this week and talk about a few other things in the world of KISS, let's go over to our friend Mr. Lonnie and ask him about some comments that he could show us or talk, tell us about from the previous episode. So if you guys remember last week, we um, talked about four years into the end of the road, um, along with some other topics, uh, which generated some discussion on the board, which generated some discussion on the board and on YouTube. YouTube, we get a lot of comments on YouTube. And the EWFX29 says that I don't agree with Mark on a number of issues, but I am 100% with him on the KISS fans being too forgiven of the decisions of the band and just blindly byproduct to enable KISS to act the way they do. This tour is actually their topper as to how much KISS fans will accept before they say enough. But I fear there is no limits. Same tour for five years, overpriced, redundant products, standoffish attitudes, and they're just toppers on the list. KISS used to be my favorite band. Then I turned 13 and fell back into the past. This is very <laughs> negative. See how... <laughs> See how they treat their fans and former employees and kind of glad I can enjoy the music and that's about all. As long as I have Kiss Alive and Alive 2, that will be all I need. The rest, everyone else can sell on eBay for $500. Well, let's get into something a little more positive here. (laughs) Those are wise words, though. Those are wise words, though, and and everybody's entitled to their opinion. And and we we do our own bashing of the band on the show as well. Exactly. Yeah. the Richard Goad says, thanks for this podcast and your two forthcoming ones. I can't afford the cruise. So the FAQ will suffice as my own kiss fest for this week, cruise fest for this weekend. And I think we all kind of feel that way too, that, you know, if we're not on the cruise, well, I think we, uh, we check the FAQ and we check those uh, message boards on, on Facebook and things like that to try to, you know, see how quickly we can discover what the set list is on, on these different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean John says I asked Bruce a couple years ago about an autobiography and he said that he will do one just not sure when I'd love to read this as well hope he does write one I think we we all agree with that that we would love to hear um, Bruce's uh, perspective on things and our boys our boys from uh, the Scandinavian land 
they did a show last week as well. Daniel and, and Nils and the rest um, put together a show on their own because this is the FAQ and it is a community and it's not anyone shows. It's it's a community show. Um, Gary M says, great job, Daniel. Always enjoy your presence on the main FAQ podcast, especially as Quizmaster. This was a great idea and always interesting to hear new perspectives on KISS. And I agree with that. It's it's good to get different voices um, on these shows as we do them. And, um, Julian always says in our private chat with one another that it's not his show, it's everyone's show. It's it's the group show. It's it's the board show. So um, really cool that, that Daniel and Nils and those guys did a, did a show um, from their perspective from a different part of the world. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool nice. indeed. Uh, I started listening to it. I got about a quarter way through, but you know it is like two and a half hours long. Just so show from out of nowhere that you only got a quarter of the way through it. No, I mean you know uh, it's a long like episode. Five minutes, like oh, that's like almost one episode, you know, right there. <laughs> so no, but I, I do promise I will watch the whole thing. As I I do love those guys. So, but you know you know how it is. You know you're forty five minutes and oh, all of yeah. a sudden something happens. You got to run off and do something else. So, but I'll get back. But I'm sure it's fantastic what I've watched so far. Great stuff, guys. I really do like what you guys are showing and talking about. So before we get to the topic this week, let's talk about a few news items that are happening in the world of KISS. So first and foremost, uh, this is not fresh news, but of course it's very important news. The KISS Alive 2 45th Anniversary LP and merch is now online at kissonline.com. Uh, there is an Alive 2 picture disc logo uh, released that has a die cut cover. So you can see the crowd pick in the uh, kind of lettering there, uh, which is very cool. Uh, there's also a colored vinyl of the of the album that came out that looks rather psychedelic and kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then the, the usual other accoutrements like T-shirts and mugs and lithographs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And much to, you know, I don't think it, most people were surprised about this, but there were a few. Uh, the picture disc sold out relatively quickly yeah. on this. Uh, I, I remember seeing online and Facebook many of people bitching and complaining, saying that they missed out on it, that they, that by the time they woke up, <laughs> that it was already sold out. So mm -hmm. I think Kiss needs to start thinking about this a little bit better about how they do this. Maybe they should release this stuff later in the day, maybe, or you know, pick a different time where it's a little bit easier for people to all kind of chime in and grab it. So I'm just curious first, let's go around the table. Uh, did anybody grab anything? What did you get? And what do you think about this, uh, you know, release date time thing? Like, do you think they should make a more uh, public, public friendlier time for buying these things? Let's go to Ken first. Yeah, uh, um, I did get- Ken on the West Coast, yeah. Yeah, I did get, <laughs> yes. yeah, it, it was real early that it went on sale here. It was after, after 6 a.m. or whatever uh, here. Mm -hmm. So that's early, you know. <laughs> Not a lot of people are up over in the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but fortunately, uh, I was alerted <laughs> um, by, you know, I think Julian was the first to alert me, um, actually. Yeah. Thanks to Julian. And oh, I, I went ahead and uh, uh, got both bundles the the picture disc bundle and the the colored vinyl um you know bundle so as far as far as that deal about you know it sells out so fast 
again, I said this before, they should allow one, one per, you know, you order one per time. One, it allows you to order four copies at once. Yeah. And so you immediately see later that day or the next day, uh, a live picture disc on sale for on eBay for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> and so the, people are, you know, taking advantage of it. I don't know if it's the True Kiss fans or or what, but and they need to allow the real regular Kiss fans at least to get have a better opportunity to get the, you know, the 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 vinyl. Um, so either produce instead of five hundred, produce a thousand, or again reduce it from four to one something like that or even just two at least drop yeah. it down and, and then allow more people to be able to you know get their copy yeah i think two would be more wiser i mean one it would probably be people would complain you know i you know oh i i can't i can't resell anything you know you know but i mean if you just leave it at two you know at least you can have you can you can appease those one group of people where it's like i need one to keep one to sealed, open and one sealed, and then yeah. one, one to open, open. You know? exactly so, yeah, so I mean that's fine. I mean I, I'm not gonna break their balls about that, even though I think it's kind of funny. But it's it's okay. I mean that's a that's if you're into that, you're into that. So Lottie, what about you, my friend? What did you get? Um, I bought the uh the, the picture disc bundle, and I bought a copy of the 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 colored vinyl as well. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm a sucker like like a lot of Kiss fans that <laughs> they put something out, I'm gonna buy it. You know, mm -hmm. we sit here, we complain that Kiss just regurgitates the same shit over and over again, but why not regurgitate the same shit over and over again if people like me and Kendra are just going to go and buy everything they put out? So, and we're not the only ones. I mean, and I was sitting there thinking about it um, Monday morning that, that I was like, well, I was like, there's 500 of these things. You know, it's it's 8 o'clock in the morning here in, in St. Louis. There's 500 of these things in existence. And like, well, Ken bought one, Julie bought one, I bought one. There's three of them right there gone. You know, how many other people are ordering these things? And then I got to thinking, you know what? There's a lot of people already on the West Coast getting ready to set sail on the Kiss Cruise this morning. Yeah. Mm. And it's 6 a.m. out there. And a lot of those people probably had a pretty good time last night and are not awake yet at 6 a.m., <laughs> much less coherent enough to, to order this these, these discs before before they sell out and sure enough you know they did and i'm sure there's a lot of people and that's a big part of their clientele that that's that's basically really buying anything they put out of or, hard. or the diehard people that are that are getting ready to go on the on this cruise and some of those people you know they're going on both cruises this week um mm -hmm. so i mean that, i mean and i knew and, and julian had we we had, we had kind of had our suspicions that that monday was going to be the day that this was going to happen um, and I knew it would happen before the cruise set sail. They weren't going to put this thing out for, they weren't going to say, have this alive to release date while the boat was, you know, in the Pacific ocean somewhere. Right. I knew it was going to happen before the, before that first cruise set sailing. And sure enough, it did. Um, as far as, you know, the, the limits, you know, that you can only buy four, you should, you know, they have a limit of, of four. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, should it be two? You know, yeah, maybe should. But it, at the same time, the people that want to do that are going to do that. They're going to have multiple logins to Kiss Online. 
and they're going to order it once and then they're going to log in and they're going to order it again. And there's probably yeah. a guy out there or multiple guys out there that ordered four and then logged in and ordered the, four, the, the, four. four. Exactly. No, there, there's probably a guy or multiple guys out there that have done that. And I'm, and I'm sure they're probably laughing. Hey, guy, I'm like, I know a bunch of guys that, th- that have done that. And it's a little little side hustle for them. Kiss does this kind of thing every couple months and they're mm-hmm. making a few hundred bucks off, off of each one that they buy. Um, and, and this is nothing new either. I mean, remember yeah. back to those Kisteria box sets back in 14? There were a lot of people buying those and then Frankensteining them out, selling like that copy of Greatest Kiss for five, seven hundred dollars because mm-hmm. you couldn't get it anywhere else unless you bought mm-hmm. the whole box set. So I'll buy the box set for twelve hundred bucks. I'll sell the Greatest Kiss for seven hundred. I'll sell the Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits for this amount. I'll sell. <laughs> Though you wanted the best, you got the best for a certain amount, and they're the killers making too. the killers. And they were. This isn't a new trick. Yeah, and they made uh, their money back. Right, they made their money back, and then some. This isn't a new yeah. trick. Um, that's happened since Kiss started doing the, these uh, these picture discs mm-hmm. last year or so. Yeah. So one thing that I thought that, that kind of hit me that would might have been a good idea, but of course, if it's a good idea, Kiss won't do it. But I thought that uh, one good thing that they could have done was implement this release with the crews like make what wouldn't this be cool if they made a version of the record let's say let's say yellow vinyl just for the sake of just picking a different color a yellowed vinyl release of a live two that's only available to people on the cruise mm-hmm. now if you come on the cruise you can buy that on the cruise and that's it now that would be i think something that'd be very cool to do and it, i think it would show loyalty to the hardcore fans you know what i mean the mm-hmm. second cruise make an old blue vinyl version of it or whatever, you know, just a different color that's available only to the people that go on the cruise and then just do the regular thing like you're doing online for the rest of the stuff. That's fine. All right. I, I think that sometimes they miss the mark sometimes with these events that they do where they can kind of also use it to their advantage. And just for the sake of uh, letting people know what I got. Uh, I just bought the colored vinyl. I didn't buy the bundle. The reason why I don't buy the bundle is because I usually go back later and I like buying T-shirts from the various different albums that they've released. Mm-hmm. So I like buying the T-shirts separately because you know they're always available. They never sell out. So I don't feel pressure to buy a bundle because I the T-shirts never really sell out. So I just get them later on and find a couple. I bought the Elder one and a couple of other ones before. So, But what do you guys think about that idea? You know, I think that's fine. I think that's a good idea. I also um, think that I I saw, you know, the kiss, the the cruise is going on right now. And, you know, they, I saw this thing on, on Facebook the other day about somebody saw this on eBay that somebody was selling one of those posters that they give out and it's signed or or print signed by all four of them. I'm not sure which, and it's Mm -hmm. exclusive to the two timer cruisers, blah, 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 blah. And he was selling it for $500. Okay. Okay. Um, and people were like, oh, that's ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. Don't be mad at the guy selling it. If a guy, you know, be mad at the guy buying it for that amount. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Anybody can sell anything they want to sell. But it's up to the it's up to the buyer, you know. Um, I, and, and, and Kiss knows that people are selling these things. I and mean, they're not they're not stupid. They know that <laughs> that that this goes on. But I mean, yeah. like, like Ken said, like, you know, he said later that afternoon or the next day or whatever, oh, there's a Kiss Alive 2 uh, picture disc up for sale for $700. You know, I don't know. Everybody, if, if it makes the person happy that's buying it for $700, mm-hmm. 
more power to the guy selling at the end of the day. I mean, we can, you're, you're free to do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you made it. You make a good point, though, Lonnie, because you know, there's that old saying: "There's a sucker born every minute," right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's kind of the way it's it's looked at, right? Because it's I could go on here now, for example, and I mean, I I would never do this personally, but I, I was almost tempted one time to try this theory because you know, what if I went online and put one of my own albums up for sale on eBay for eleven hundred dollars i wonder if there would be somebody that would actually buy it you know what i mean like just it's it's incredible how much some 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 people will actually drop for for records you know mm-hmm. i'm not saying that my record is in the same category as chris I, I don't not that delusional but i'm just thinking that the theory of people spending money for for things like that mm-hmm. i mean it's it's incredible i mean you know the, the i just can't believe how much some people will be willing to spend on it but hey if you had the money to do it then you know, all all the best to you for doing that. But like Lonnie said, don't fear the person. No, don't fear. Don't don't get mad at the person selling it. Be, be mad at the person that's that's actually supporting that. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's driving the price up. If, yeah, well, exactly. if somebody's going to buy it for seven hundred, I could sell mine for seven fifty, right? Yeah, one, exactly. One last thing on that live too, where you know we mentioned at the beginning, it's it's a die cut has a die cut yeah. out where it says alive too on the this is the picture disc version and you can see the inner sleeve which you know the inner sleeve has like the crowd on it and you could see that through the letters the die cut this is the first time from what i i can remember that kiss has had a die cut uh record or vinyl yeah right that's the first time ever so which is kind of thinking about it's kind of surprising to me but anyway i think it's kind of cool and and if you wanted i thought well if i want it to look red like the original you know live Mm 2 i could stick something in their paper whatever to make it look like that live 2 or you could put something else their faces behind the letters or yeah you gotta have fun with it i guess if you wanted to cool yeah i didn't you know and i didn't i didn't clue into that at all until you mentioned it on the uh the messenger there the other day i didn't even know it was uh until someone i guess got that information so someone that posted it um they they heard from the person i guess who worked on that um release so um they should mention that in the description <laughs> on kiss online you know as a die cut cover because some of the other stuff like the foil cover for love gun yeah for instance, they, i don't yeah. think they mentioned that either no the cover yeah. of those two love guns is is are very distinctly different from yeah. one another. Yeah, exactly. So before we go on to the next topic, uh, one thing that we should do is say hello and hope uh, Julian, our good friend Julian Gill and leader of this fine uh, podcast and website in general. He is out right now uh, in San Pedro last time, I think. Pedro, He's in San Pedro, Pedro right now for the... Uh, kiss cruise stuff going on uh so hope you're doing well out there and keeping safe it seems like he's having uh some good times there he has his books out there and stuff like that uh and that leads us to uh i believe he said that he's at uh, a bar tonight i forget what the name of the bar is was it grandma's or so i don't remember the name of the (laughs) the bar but uh he's at he's at a bar tonight and he'll be probably signing his books and stuff like that. So we hope that that goes well for him tonight. But speaking of the cruise, we know now the Kiss Cruise Sail Away set list was announced. 
after it was performed, which is Deuce, Hotter Than Hell, Firehouse, Parasite, Shock Me, Got to Choose, Rock and Roll, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, sorry, Going Blind, Do You Love Me, Two Timer, Six, Christine 16, Nothing to Lose, and Take Me. So, interesting set list. I mean, there's two songs in there that immediately stand out to me. Two Timer, which is something I don't think they've played for quite a while. Uh, and, you know, Take Me is something they haven't played very often at all. I don't think since probably the 70s or maybe, you know, well, maybe in some of the other cruises they've done it. But uh, it's not a song that's performed very often. Uh, first reactions on this Sail Away set list. Let's start with Lonnie this time. You're muted. I don't hear him. <laughs> At least once a week. Um, <laughs> you know, I uh, I was two timer was cool. Nothing to lose. That's cool. Take me. That's cool. Um, a lot of the rest of it, not real surprising, not real different. But mm-hmm. you know, like we said last week, I wasn't expecting the kind of crap that they played on Kiss Cruise 1. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they're pulling all this shit out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I expected a, a few nuggets here and a, and a nugget there. And that's what the Sail Away show was, too. And we'll get to the Electric show. And it's kind of what the kind of the same thing there. Um, it's fine. And, and, you know, if people are excited about it and, and they feel like they're getting their money's worth, you know, that's great. So... A few nuggets to them, you know. It's more nuggets that you're. It's it's more of a rarity than you're ever going to get at a show in an arena or an amphitheater. So if if people are happy with it, that's that's great. I agree, Mr. Keenan. What do you think? Yeah, um, yeah. The, again, the two timer really stuck out uh, t- to me, and it, like when I said, take me. Um, you know, I'm surprised. Well, it did shock me, I guess. I didn't. I haven't seen a video, so I assume that uh, Tommy uh, saying that. I'm sure he's saying it. So he doesn't rarely. Well, I don't know. We mentioned something about shock me, right? Um, last they said people their, their heads would blow up or something if he said <laughs> shock me. Or oh no, that was uh, the other one uh, from the live too. So a rocket ride. But anyway, um, and uh, you know. A parasite is always good you know when they pull that one out so yeah it's it's not bad they did they, they tried <laughs> they tried a few uh deeper cuts um i still think they could have you know done more there but uh you know it is it is i i i noticed that the the set lists for these things are getting shorter and shorter they're getting older and older and the set lists are getting shorter and shorter yeah, that that's true. I mean, I'm I'm looking on here to see if there's anything from a uh, like online, but it says here that there's a which which one are we on? Kiss Cruise Eleven is this? Eleven, yeah. Yeah. Part so, one or something. Yeah, there is one here. There is one. Yeah, this 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 Pablo yeah. guy here has a, a, some footage on from Kiss Cruise. Yeah. This is the one that's on here now. If you guys are looking for it, there there is footage online of the Sail Away show. So I will just show you a couple of seconds of it here. No audio, of course. We don't want to get a copyright strike for that. Uh, so there's the uh, footage, a little bit of it. You can find it on YouTube. 
So yeah. there you go, my friends. So, and as Lonnie kind of hinted at here, there that was the Sail Away show, but there was also another show performed, was there not? Last night. Yeah, the, yes. the electric was last night. An electric show was performed. So, Lonnie, since you're the one who seems to know what was performed on that <laughs> night, uh, how about you tell us what was performed and your opinions on it? Wow. Mark's throwing it to me without a... Give me two seconds. All right. So, sale, the first electric show was last night, and they opened with... Love them, leave them. Very cool. Ooh. First time they've played that since 2006. Yeah. The last time they played Love them, leave them was 2006 on that little Japanese tour they did um, that our friend Andrew attended. Yes. Um, so they did Love them, leave them, Detroit Rock City, mm. King of the Nighttime World, War Machine, Heavens on Fire, Parasite, Strutter, which is cool. Mm. Um, I Love It Loud, She, Take Me, Come On and Love Me. Cold Gin, Love Gun, Black Diamond, Shout Out Loud, Do You Love Me, Rock and Roll All Night. So while it starts at 17 songs, it starts off really cool, and then the last half of it is like they're... kind of morphs into the end of the road tour set, yeah. list, basically. Yeah. But, but Love Them, Leave Them, very cool. Haven't, like I said, haven't heard that, haven't played that live since 2006. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, most people... 99% of the people there have never heard that song played live. Yeah. So, very cool. King of the Nighttime World, haven't played that since 2014. And they only played that on a couple shows starting that 2014 tour with Def Leppard. They opened with King of the Nighttime World, like the first couple shows, mm. and then dropped it. Why do I know that? And then, <laughs> and then like, War Machine, Heavens on Fire, okay, okay. That's, I mean, that, that's end of the road stuff. Parasite, they've played that a lot on end of the road. Um, at least the first half, first leg or two of it. Strutter, that's very cool. I love it loud, okay. She, very cool. I mentioned that on the show last week that I wanted to play She. Um, take Me, very cool. Come On and Love Me, very cool. And then basically End of the Road stuff the rest of the way through. So again, similar to the Electric Sail Away show, um, a, few, a few thrown in there. Um, and a lot of what they've been playing on tour for the last four years on this tour. But to each their own, if people are happy with it and they want to sign up for the rumored Kiss Cruise 12 in January 2024, hmm. power to you. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, Ken, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, based on the Sail Away and the, maybe the last year or so, it's kind of your typical... Um, so they'll throw a couple out there that are kind of uh, rare, and uh, which is nice to see. But then they go into the, their standard, you know, show um, that they've been playing on this, <laughs> this that they've been playing the last four years or whatever, three four years. So um, yeah, it, it is what it is at this point. Uh, I, I wish they would have tried a few more maybe inserted a few more and pulled out of a few that they have not you know a few that they play every night on the tour get get those out of there and pull a few more additional songs in but ah i don't know maybe mm -hmm. they 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 can't uh, 
get that done. But, you know, Paul's in charge, so <laughs> it's up to him in the end, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, what I find interesting is that the the, the opening song is the song that people were, would immediately be like, oh, wow, they're doing something completely different. I, I'm excited now. Now, <laughs> in, interesting part is that they open with a Gene song, right? Love him, leave him, mm-hmm. which is, you know, very rare. Usually Paul's like the first one out of the firing gate singing on these things, unless it's Deuce, right? Which is the usual opener, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting when I look back at the Sail Away show, for example, though, 12 songs were played. Only five of them were sung by Paul and seven of them were done between Gene and Tommy, I'm sure did the shock me, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they are they are kind of starting to tilt the set now I'm finding toward Gene singing more, which is a smart move on their part, I think, because it, it, I just think it's just he can handle his songs better, obviously, than Paul, right? At least in that sense. But what about, I don't think it's that way, though, on the on the other show, was it? I think the other set was more balanced, was it? Or was it more Paul in that? Lonnie's tabulating right now. Yes. <laughs> Calculation. It's about nine. I'd say, you know, it's about of the 17 about nine paul songs actually it's a little tilted the other way i mean she she's kind of a you know a duet almost with the, yeah with the two of them. Mm-hmm. um shouted out loud as well so but there but there's detroit rock city there's king of the nighttime world there's heavens on fire there's strutter um you know she with, with the two of them there's take me there's come on and love me there's love gone um Shout out loud, do you love me? So they're, they're, it's, it's a good mixture, you know, I think of, of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no Tommy lead or no Eric lead on the electric show. Mm. Um, but it was a good mix. You know, and we, we talked last week about, well, you know, how much can they really do with, you know, with Paul, with the tracks and things like that. You know, well, they did King of the Nighttime World. They did Take Me, Come On and Love Me. I mean, those are Paul songs that... that we have not heard it all on, on end of the road tour whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was the other thing I was going to be, I was thinking about, which I, you know, I haven't seen any, any footage yet of this. So I'm curious to see uh, the footage for myself because I'm guessing now that these songs were done sans backing tracks for Paul. I'm guessing this is him singing it, you know? So I'm curious to see how that turned out because if it turned out decently well, then maybe it might be encouraging for him to try another song or two in the set list, you know, because if he could handle these ones, why not, you know, change around the melody a little bit and, you know, take it from there. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly before we get to our main topic here is the other point that was brought up in the news post here, which is regarding Julian's post. He said that there's two sources that have reported that Kiss will perform the Stay Away show and then with no makeup shows. Now, the one that they did in the evening, that was no, ma- they didn't wear makeup on that? No. Yeah. No, this is for Kiss to, Cruise uh, regarding Kiss Cruise 12. Mark, oh, you're Cruise, Kiss Cruise 12. 12. Okay, okay sorry. January 2024. Yeah. Okay, sorry, my yeah. mistake, guys. Okay, so then this is regarding Kiss Cruise 12. So they're saying that there's going to be a sail away show and no makeup shows. Instead, there will be a Soul Station performance <laughs> and Gene's solo band, along with Tommy and Eric doing activities, along with Kiss tribute bands. So tribute bands. Yeah, kiss so tribute bands. Yeah, <laughs> this this sounds rather alarming to me. 
because it's a battle. Uh, battle bands. Why in God's name would they bring Soul Station on a Kiss cruise? That that's the first thing that I just didn't understand to begin with. I mean, I know it's Paul Stanley and it's his project, but really, how many people do you think are going to honestly want to go and see that? You know. I mean, maybe if you're stuck on the ship, they'll go and see it, obviously. Oh, are you but... kidding, Mark? Are you kidding? They sold two cruises this week. Are you kidding? Of course they're going to get people to go on this. And if and if people want to go, more power, again, more power to you. But of course people are going to go, well, Kiss is going to do that Sail Away Electric show. And people were all upset the other day. Like, well, they said this is the last cruise that Kiss is going to perform on board. They're all upset about it. <laughs> laughed at that and I go I saw the farewell tour 22 years ago what are you talking about <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah. I mean be upset all you want but but they, they told us this was the last cruise that they were going to pour them on board I mean I mean they went on the farewell tour 22 years ago and said this That's is it this is all, there is only kiss. one kiss farewell tour they told us 22 years ago oh yeah so you know yeah. come on well, it's but, but but what I was what I, what I was referring to though is that do you really think though that people would want to go and see the Soul Station? I mean, this is this is something that I'm just not sure is high on people's list of things <laughs> to see. And I mean, the the whole thing with bringing the the tribute bands on there. I mean, what what is the what is what the deal with that? I mean, you know, you have Kiss on the cruise. You know, people the members know. are there. Well, here you know? here it is. So. And some people would say that Kiss Chibi Band is currently performing on the cruise. But anyway. There's, it's, there's uh, a lot of those on the FAQ. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and thinking about it, if they're going to have Kiss Tribute Bands, plural, they could have a battle of the bands to, to see who will be Kiss 2.0. Wow. Take over. And, and you have the... <laughs> These are picked tribute bands that's voted by Kiss to, to get on their cruise and then have the fans in the cruise vote for their favorite of all those bands to be the successor to Kiss as Kiss 2.0. I can see that. I could see multiple versions of like different different takes on, on tribute bands. Like, a, like an all-female Kiss tribute band. Like, oh, yeah. Like your, like your traditional totally 70s Kiss tribute band, like a Destroyer area. Area, a destroyer era Chris tribute band, a dynasty unmasked type version of it. I can see different versions of Kiss tribute bands, right? Like that, different know? eras, yeah. different yeah. eras. Well, well, Mr. Speed is currently doing the dynasty one right now, go. yeah, and which is you know kind of cool. And, and cool. you know what, I'd probably yeah. want to check that out if I was you know, there, so. That, that, that's interesting, but I, I'm still gonna I'm still holding my ground. And for the first time in a while, I've seen a few other people kind of echoing my earliest comments about this. That I still strongly believe Kiss 2.0 will be involving Nick Simmons and it will be involving Evan. I think they're 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 too smart to let Kiss as a money making operation go out of the family. I think that they're trying their damnedest to make sure that their own blood takes over this thing and continues it. I mean, hey, Gene, uh, look at Nick. Nick can sing. We heard him sing on Bruce's record. He's done his own stuff. You know, Evan, Evan Stanley is apparently a great guitar player. We've seen much footage of him playing with his father and other stuff. It's not a, it's not as big a stretch. No people before, but I said it years back on one of the episodes. There, people were like, "You're crazy! They're never gonna do that." 
but it's like now all of a sudden people are starting to say uh, it's starting to make me kind of believe that it's possible to happen yeah it it very well could you know I think that they they would want to keep it within the family. Who's gonna do the other guitar and drums? I don't know. Doesn't I mean, matter. does yeah? But I mean, does does Eric Singer have a kid? You know, who knows? I don't think you so. Know? so. But you know, th- yeah, there yeah. you go. I, I think that that's there, there's always that outside possibility on that. So uh, you can call me nuts if you want, but you know, I I always thought that 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 was a a real good possibility of doing that. But you know, this whole January 2024. I'll, I'll just one more question about this and uh, we'll move on to the main topic. <laughs> January. Doesn't that seem kind of early to do a Kiss Cruise? Thoughts, Ken? Yeah, well, that means <clears throat> the, the speculation is uh, that maybe something else, uh, something else will be going on in October, you know, mm-hmm. this, this time period next year instead of uh instead of you know the cruise so it's possible uh maybe their final dates of the shows will be happening around october maybe or so um well october november or uh they're just gonna they have something already booked for some other country or or whatever um yeah well that brings me to another thing. Sorry, before Lonnie, before you answer this, I just want you to, you you, you can also answer this as well, because uh, it kind of ties in with it. Is the the announcement that I saw on Facebook from Doc about saying that he wants to yeah. do that fifty shows around the world, fifty dates around the world, is now people are wondering: is this part of Gene's announced hundred shows that he was talking about, or is this something completely different? Yeah, or what is what the hell is going on here? Because now this end of the road seems like it's going to be the never-ending tour of the road if they're going to now tack this on on top of it. Now, Lonnie, your thoughts? It's a, it's a roundabout tour, you, like like Clark Griswold. You just <laughs> well, keep that was, going. That's a yes tour, roundabout yes tour. Anyway. It's a roundabout. Big Ben. There's the Big Ben <laughs> Parliament. Look, kids. Um, I think that you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm assuming, and we shouldn't assume, but that these 50 dates are, are part of what Gene's talking about. We're, we're going to do a hundred more shows. And we know how Gene sent team mm-hmm. seems to inflate numbers, whether, whether he's talking about shows or record sales or women or whatever it is, Gene always seems to inflate numbers. So maybe, maybe it is 50 dates um, around the world and that's how they're going to promote it. But you know, 50th anniversary, 50 final kiss shows. Maybe, you know, I could, I could see that being a type of promotion. 50th anniversary, 50, 50 final, the 50 final KISS shows. Um, and that being a, a big promotion for, for 2023. You know, 50 shows around the world. You start to think about that a little bit. And we're, we're going to run out of time for a regular topic today. A... <laughs> but, but, there's actual, but there's actual news to discuss, which, which is good for a change. Yeah. Um, 50 shows around the world. You think about that. Well... You know, how many, if you're going to do around the world, well, how many is that for, for the U.S. or North America? How many is that for Europe? Are we really going to go all the way to Europe to do, I don't know, 10 shows, 15 shows? Are we going to go to Australia to do five shows? I don't know. Yeah, That's Japan and... In Japan and wherever else. I mean, hmm. then how many, how many does that leave America? 25 in America? I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of interesting to see. And I'm I'm really curious to see how that's going to be 
brought out there and how that's going to be presented. But you know, you know, you know, they're going to have to do at least one show in Dubai. Did do, do, do. Oh, gosh. yeah. Well, one of these shows be in <laughs> Dubai. That's that's what somebody needs to ask uh, back yeah. when they're on the cruise. Yeah. But, but we so, were told a year ago, Doc's working on this, so don't worry. Yeah, Doc's working on <laughs> exactly. it hard, obviously. Yeah. Well, I, I saw I saw another uh, post shoot. about that where somebody actually said from the company that posted on a Facebook page saying that he works for the company mm-hmm. that's involved with it, saying that the ball is completely in Kiss's court. Apparently, that's what they said. That's what they always have said. But anyway. Go ahead, Ken. Anyway, you have more to say about I'm that. not even going to rant on this I one. Got, this I time. got one thing to say about the battles that came up this year today. Is that Kiss, you know, this was right, you know, COVID, blah, 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 2020, no touring, no no audience, pay-per-view, mm-hmm. this and that. Kiss got, obviously got a huge, and I mean a huge payday to go to do this, or mm-hmm. they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. How much would it really cost them by, they're the band for the fans, by the fans, fans mm-hmm. this and that and whatever you know we hear and we obey it's a drop in the bucket if they just say oh, yeah. okay all these people that paid this money here's your refund and just move on the people that paid for the the one-time stream hey you got you got what you paid for you got what you were promised yeah but the fans that would paid for this merchandise um this so-called vinyl so-called dvd you know what here's your refund Let's move on. It costs them nothing. Yeah, exactly. Basically nothing. Because they had such a huge payday to go do that. Paul Stanley, who was Mr. COVID all of 2020, would not have gone and done that if he didn't get a huge payday to go do it. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. I think that you're you hit the nail right on the head, Ken. I, I, don't, Ken? I feel like I'm I feel like I'm leaving you out in this, brother. No, so, no, no. I, give give us give us your thoughts about this. I again, I totally agree. It affects Ken, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree with Lonnie, and it's it's so simple. It's it's which it's what's called doing good business, you know. The right thing. And, and 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 they say, oh, the, you know, they care about their fans well. And this this factor, I know it's been mentioned to at least Doc knows about it, but uh, I don't think there's a really anybody you know caring about it uh, that you know fans spent hard hard earned money and just lost out on promised uh, you know merchandise. So and you know what and you know what breaks my balls about that the most is that these are the same people you know. Who are waiting for this Dubai stuff? But you know, you guys are still so loyal that when Kiss Alive Two just dropped, now you guys all went and bought bundles and everything again. Like, you know, wow. you're, you're pissed off, but I'm still gonna <laughs> go and buy now. Like Lonnie stuff, said, we're suckers. I mean, personally, I would have if, if I if, if I got screwed over like that, I wouldn't buy another damn thing from them again until I got it. You know. We were, we were, my wife and I were driving home from Cincinnati on, on Tuesday. We went up there for the games. We're driving home Tuesday. And, you know, it's five and a half hours, six, five and a half, six hour drive. So we're, you know, running out of things to talk about. So I, so Kiss, I start, came you know, so Kiss came up. You can believe that. So I start ranting about the Dubai thing. And she goes, if you would have bought that and you still wouldn't have gotten any of that, she goes, there is no way that you'd be buying these picture discs and there's no way like, you'd be done. Like, and I go, I go, actually, I kind of agree with you, but I, I'd be so pissed off about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but we're Kiss fans and we're suckers. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we we love the band, and you know, we'll find it's hard to sometimes uh, get away from the allure of the shiny object. You know, like ooh, colored vinyl. Ooh, you know, yeah. picture discs. You know, uh, I'm still waiting for my Dubai stuff, but come on now, it'll come soon. I'll just buy this, and soon enough, I'll get my Dubai. I mean, Ken is the king of optimism. I can see why he I'm probably so stays in uh, in a good frame of mind and continues to support the band, but. I really do hope, though, on a positive note, that you guys do get your stuff. So, before this ends up being a one-hour thing just on news, let's go over to our <laughs> Halloween topic. Okay, so, the main topic for this week is your favorite Kiss Halloween memories. Okay, so Halloween's around the corner, and uh, we know that Halloween is closely associated with Kiss in many ways. Uh, so, mm -hmm. we're going to pick a few Kiss-related Halloween memories or events and discuss them. So, what is your favorite, or maybe let's say, what's your earliest Kiss Halloween memory? Let's start with Lonnie. Earliest Kiss Halloween memory. Um, I don't know if I have an earliest Kiss Halloween memory. Like, um, for a lot of people, it's probably like Paul Lynn and things like that. Um, Paul Lynn happened uh, a couple years before I was born, so I don't have that. Um, I really don't. I really, Mark, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out on you because I don't have like an early one. I okay, mean, well my, then, my, what's your favorite then? My favorite is when <laughs> I was 16 years old in 1995, and I knew that because a couple about this, this is a great story. The girlfriend, I was, the girl I was dating in high school, who's passed on since then. She's <laughs> just oh, I think about her. My wife knows I think about her. Whatever. Um, <laughs> she's just a great person. Great person. Um, and like a, we're, we're dating, and like like a week before Halloween, we're, we're sitting in one of her friends' basements and we're just watching TV because that's what you did in '95. You just watched MTV. Yeah. And and I and I knew Kiss was doing the convention tour and this and that, and we saw I saw a commercial that said Halloween night Kiss MTV unplugged. I'm like, oh my god, and. And her friend and I go, oh my god, that's amazing! And her friends are looking at me like, what? Kiss? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you know, you're an idiot, you're a loser. <laughs> who, who, you know, who listens to Kiss? So, Halloween night, um, junior in high school. Um, so I'm watching. I'm in my parents' basement, watching Kiss perform on MTV and plug. You know, coming home, op you know, opening up the show, and I'm talking to her. And on my parents' landline, you know, because it's 1995. And, and you know, we're, we're kind of just watching the show together. It's kind of just what you did back in the day a little bit. So she's watching MTV at her parents' house. I'm watching MTV at my parents' house. She doesn't know what the hell, you know, that way it is. But, but, but it's important to me. So, you know, we're just kind of talking and, and, um, and watching the show. And after every time I look at you, you know, it's when Paul says we have some members of the family here tonight. You know, and I'm not talking about mom and dad, talking about Peter, Chris, and Israeli. And they come out, and I just scream. <laughs> I did. I mean, I screamed like I was the like the fifth, like I was a 16 year old girl. But, you know, <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't believe it was happening. And and I they 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 sit down and like Paul goes like, well, what should we play? And I'm like, oh my god, you know. And and 2000 man's cut out on the MTV performance and they they go into Beth and then they do Beth nothing to lose and rock and roll night and it was 
Well, it's one of my favorite memories, period. Much less one of my favorite Kiss memories, one of my favorite Kiss Halloween memories. Um, seeing my band not only play on MTV Unplugged, which was huge at that time, one of the biggest shows, period, at that time, but then to reunite with Ace Frehley and Peter Chris, and then bring Bruce and Eric out and play, you know, as a six-man Kiss, um, talking on the phone with, with her while this is all going on, it's it's something I, you know, I, I can I can I'll never ever forget. It's one of my favorite Kiss memories, period. Much less Halloween. Yeah. yeah so that's right here on screen you'll see that i'm throwing a little bit of the uh, unplugged or doing plaster caster mm-hmm. at this point and it's 1995 uh, i mean this happened a couple months ago but i had no idea that that happened that that's how cool and that's how different of a time it was yeah yeah and obviously for kiss fans this was a this was a monumental moment of course because you know there was all kinds of rumors about you know a possible reunion with these guys and you know, ever since Peter Chris arrived at, at one of the conventions and played with them, then it all started and the, the, the buzz was happening. So, of course, this is a gigantic event. So, uh, a fantastic memory, and uh, I love the story. Great story, because, I mean, it's for you, it almost seemed like this was, for you, kind of like how the Beatles moment was for the 60s oh, yeah. generation. You know what I mean? It's my Ed Sullivan moment. That's, yeah. a, great, that's a great analogy, Mark. Yeah, that's exactly what it made me feel like when I heard you say that, like, you know, because you can imagine the girls screaming in the audience when he came out and they played. It's like and for you, it makes perfect sense because you you this is your band, you, you your whole upbringing and for a long part of your life at that point, it was around Kiss. I grew up with 80s Kiss. I grew up with Eric Carr and Bruce and, and Eric Singer. I mean, that that was my Kiss growing up. And and I was sure I'm aware of, of Kiss in the 70s, obviously. You know what? I mean, I have a lot of the albums at that point but to see like them reunite i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe that i'm i'm watching this it's something yeah. that you never thought you'd see yeah exactly so ken you can do either your earliest or your favorite whichever one is is good i mean you might have well, an earlier uh, i don't know but yeah i mean talk about there's it there's a couple of favorite. i mean yeah the unplugged is is one of my favorites for sure uh a big deal for me um but uh i'll go back to and it wasn't it's halloween uh a few days before halloween um it was it was when i saw uh kiss meets the phantom of the park um that was my first because i i had missed you know we know about paul lind was like 76 i think it was yeah, yeah. uh and, and 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 i've told that story where I don't, I, I, I don't understand why I didn't watch Paul Lind because I was a Paul Lind fan. I like Paul Lind. I thought he was a you know, hilarious guy. Um, yeah. But then I, I, I was like, why, why didn't I watch that? And I, I went back and searched, the, you know, the Googled it and, you know, TV guide or whatever. What was I doing that? And I yeah. found out what the hell was I watching or what was I doing? And it was uh, another show was on. It was the uh, like a the bot. Uh, Bob Hope, no Bob oh. Hope special. <laughs> you know Bob Hope, you know the comedian, old time comedian stuff. And he had a yeah, bunch yeah. of guests and stuff on there, and I was like, because oh, I used to, I like Bob Hope, you know, um, and so I said I must have been watching that, and and I missed I missed the I know because I would have probably been just gone nuts had I saw, 
you know, kiss. Like, what, I, would, I would have said, what the hell is this? You know, kind of thing. So that's why I missed that. So uh, my next opportunity really was, again, uh, Kiss Me Some Pound in the Park. Uh, watched it with one of my sisters. Uh, uh, she, you know. She wasn't a can, you know fan at the time, but she she liked the heck out of the movie. She thought it was great. I I enjoyed it. You know, the first time watching it when you're younger, it's it was cool because you never saw. I never saw Kiss live. They, they had some on stage stuff. I never uh, heard them talk, though we know Peter Chris's voice wasn't really there. All, all um, you knew were the pictures, like inside a live too or a live. Yeah, like, yeah. That's all you, you just stared and wondered. You know, you stared. Sure. To, Oh man, this concert would be great! I can't wait till I get to go see it. And my next opportunity was going to be in '79, so I had to wait another year. But uh, yeah, um, or half a year actually. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was that the movie was a big deal, and it was around Halloween time. I know I I think we put the makeup, me and my friends put the makeup on just shortly after that too, uh, for that. So that that's a big one for me, one of the biggest ones at least. Yeah, I still want to do a kiss meets the phantom watch party. Yeah, we have to do that. We have here. to do that. Yeah, it's that, just gonna be so fun. <laughs> you know, it's funny because thinking back to the earliest one for me, ironically, is the same thing as Ken because hmm. I remember being in my apartment building and my older sister, who's a huge Kiss fan, as I mentioned her numerous times on this show. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and so she, of course, knew everything that was happening with Kiss whenever there was something happening. And, of course, the big brouhaha was it was going to be Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park on TV. So I remember us being in the living room watching that, and that was pretty small at that time. I mean, it was pretty young. So I remember that's one of my earliest moments. But one of my favorite moments, and this is when I was already into Kiss, back with my friends, I was in a band with my friend Ted, and he was a huge fan. He had, you know, all those posters that came in the albums all plaqued and put on his wall in the house. And I, this is the first time I ever saw a guy or knew a guy that had his own place with it, you know, like living with his uh, fiance at the time. And he had kiss stuff hung in the living room, in the living room, in the it house. Like okay. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. So at, at, at first yeah. I was like, I couldn't believe it that his wife was actually tolerant of having all this kiss stuff. Cause he had like the ace smoking guitar over by the fireplace. He had, tons of stuff in there i was like wow like i know most women would probably be like there's no way you're putting that up in the living room or you're not putting this here <laughs> you know and for some reason he was able to get away with it at his house so but i was over at his house and this was playing let me see if i can get it up here the kiss uh, mad tv yeah mad tv oh, yeah that was great that's that's yeah. great stuff. So I remember that we were at his house watching this. That was Halloween night. That was Halloween night. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I remember we were watching this and we had a blast watching it because at this point, I'll never forget the words that came out of his mouth when we were watching this. He goes, Mark, kisses back, man. Look at this. They're showing them on TV again. They're doing TV specials. They're, you know, this is going to be it until they retire. This is going to be the lineup. So he was convinced because of this kind of a television show appearance and stuff like that, that that there was going to be no more changes of lineup. They were back. They were happy <laughs> campers again, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, we didn't know what was happening in the background at that point, right? Yeah. So, but that was a really interesting time because 
the 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 buzz of Kiss was still pretty hot. You know, the reunion reunion tour had still happened just not long ago. They had released or you know the album Psycho Circus was around the corner. Maybe wasn't it, it just even come out at that? It just come out. Yeah, it just come out. Yeah. That, so I'm go just on. I'm gonna say that's the same night as uh, the Dodger Psycho Stadium. Circus tour at yeah at the Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And then after Mad TV, after Mad TV, right. Fox, Fox broadcast the first couple songs of, yep. from Dodge Live that, from Dodger that's Stadium. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's true because I remember that was also something that happened. I remember we were after we were watching that he did flip to that yeah because he and, had like he had a dish and stuff like that right and the radio the radio broadcast the whole concert right um, really yeah radio St. Louis broadcast or the yeah. whole concert that night i mean I, I taped it on on cassette you know what i mean because that's the only way you had to tape something back in, in 98 even in 98 when cds were still huge how are you going to tape something off the radio you taped it off on, onto cassette yeah um, yeah exactly yeah this was what you did yeah um but yeah, the radio the radio station broadcast the whole concert. Uh, Fox that. played the first. Fox played the first couple songs, and they were on Mad TV. <clears throat> they were on um, that show Millennium a couple nights prior to that. Oh well, yeah, Millennium. That's um, right. That was a big deal. Like Mark Mark well, Mark's friend was saying, you know, like this is it. You know, I mean, that was a, that was a huge deal. They had a lot of TV exposure um, that week leading up to that Cyclo Circus tour. They had just come off the reunion tour, which was so successful. Um, it, it was a proud moment. It was a proud week to be a fan that Halloween week of '98. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that 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 was the thing. Was because back in the day, you'd always hear stuff about, you know, Kiss having all these TV commercials. You know, these 30 second spots for their albums when they came out and stuff like that. So, but in the '80s, there was none of that. There was no like, you know, lick it up coming out next week. You know, there was nothing like that. It was very hush hush mm-hmm. about that stuff. It was just magazines and stuff like that. So seeing Kiss on TV again, it just felt like you were being transported back into the seventies again, almost mm-hmm. having this, you know, happening on there. So um, another interesting question that was brought up here is: Should Kiss have done more Halloween events or Halloween-related releases? So let's go over to Ken first on this. Do you think that they should have did more Halloween releases? Yeah, I, I mean, they could have done more th- uh, something themed uh, Halloween. And I'm surprised they didn't do it like, you know, they have an album called Monster, right? But they could have done an older album with, you know, Monster and had it that kind of themed a theme throughout, you know, like almost a concept, right, in a yeah. way, and, yeah. and, and released it. Um, and, you know, you've seen those, like, covers, like, with... Uh, uh, kiss as zombies they have with you know yeah, with yeah. the destroyer cover but they look like, like zombies right like right <clears throat> they could have done it i mean all they do right now you know they've done is just t-shirts that sort of thing but they could have done something like that um that's one thing and i think they could have done a lot more either specials or maybe a, another kind of live concerts uh on on halloween or something to kind of, you know, tie in with their makeup and, and yeah. the costumes and that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think they could have done more. I wish they would have. Actually, I wish they would have done more than they than they did. I mean, it's really not a lot of stuff. We had Tom Snyder show back in 79 and interviews and all kind of, those kinds of things. But And some Scooby-Doo, you know, on Halloween kind of, Halloween Scooby-Doo thing. Um 
and stuff like that. But uh, nothing. I'm just surprised they haven't, you know, taken it farther. Yeah, I agree. Lonnie, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that we they could have um, cashed in a little bit more on on the Halloween theme. You know, I mean, why not? Like Ken said, we we've seen all those different you know versions of of the makeup with zombies or skeletons and things like that. Um, I'm, I, mo, mo, but most Kiss albums, if you look, look look at them, most Kiss albums are released in the fall. They're not like a summer album a type band. Yeah, you know, or, or a new album in the spring type band. A lot of those albums, whether it, whether it be you know Psycho Circus or or, um, or 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 Carnival or or Asylum, or we just had a live two recently. You know, a lot of those mm-hmm. Kiss seem to cash in on on a new album in the fall type band, like hotter than hell. You know, yeah. you know, a, a, they they hotter than hell. Yeah, yeah. they solo albums. You know, they they were a fall release band. They were never you know like a summer album band. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then coinciding tour would would you know <laughs> would start in the fall. They weren't like a you know, they they kind of had a different take on it and and it, and it worked for them though but it would have been cool to kind of capitalize a little bit more on the halloween aspect i mean we we talk about what's your favorite halloween kiss memory and like well like obviously the psycho circus night stands out in 98 kiss mm-hmm. unplug stands out um kiss meets the phantom stands out mm-hmm. um those were all halloween event type of things but i think they could have done even a little bit more to you know, capitalize on, on, on their look into, into Halloween. Yeah. I mean, one, one of the things that I think, uh, kiss are perfectly, you know, designed to do are things like comic books, you know, like getting them involved in comics, uh, the whole Scooby-Doo thing that Ken mentioned earlier. I mean, that whole rock and roll adventure thing that they did with Scooby-Doo there, uh, I think that was fantastic. I remember when we t- actually talked about that release when it came out, it was the thing that was directly responsible for getting my youngest nephew into Kiss because he he got into it because he loved Scooby-Doo as a kid. But when I brought that over for him, gave it to him, he immediately started loving Kiss because of that too. He would have never have gotten into Kiss if it wasn't for that Scooby-Doo release. So I think that that kind of yeah. thing works perfectly for a band like Kiss, you know? they could get away with that kind of stuff and not lose any kind of credibility, I think, because it, it works perfectly for them. It's mm-hmm. uh, they, They're always being looked at as sort of like, you know, cartoon characters come to life. So, uh, and, and superheroes come to life. So mm-hmm. the comic book thing works for them as well. You know, Kiss meets the X-Men, Kiss meet whatever, right? Yeah. So I think that's one thing that they should have done as, as well, you know? And, and the fact that they don't, well, they then they, they do kind of do this I find on Kiss Online. They do have Halloween related T shirts that they put out and stuff like that now in their web store. I think that's, you know, a little bit of a improvement on being aware of their marketing ability. But I think that they could do much more on, on that scale. You know what I mean? I, I, I really do think that they they could have capitalized a lot more on it. It always makes me wonder if maybe they just you know, is it, are they thinking that, you know, enough is enough. They have enough money. Well, yeah. That's, that'll be the day. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, it always makes you wonder though, why they haven't 
pursue some of these things a little bit more hardcore than they probably could have, you know? Um, yeah. What, what Halloween event uh, you wish that you saw as it happened? Well, Is there one that happened? Yeah. That... Well, for, so let's go to Ken since for, you're on that right away. For me, the one I mentioned uh, was, was Paul Lind. I mean, <laughs> again... <laughs> I, I mean, I could have saw it, and uh, I, I remember around that time or the year before, it, it might have been earlier that year, uh, when I had a friend that uh, told this story, showed me the, the first Kiss album. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You know, yeah. and, and it costs, it's just the faces, four faces. I thought, yeah, you know, what are these clowns playing music, you know, <laughs> for? That's what, that's seriously, that is what I, I, pro I think I actually said that, um, and uh, and then I thought no more about it after that um, uh, until then later on down the road. But uh, yeah, Paul Lind, I think I would have gotten started a little bit earlier. You know, probably about I would say about six months earlier uh, than I did because I moved and came out to California, and then I had another friend, a new friend, who actually played. You know. Did played rock roll over for me and and that, yeah. that was it that's that was it after that so um yeah i would have been it would have been a, a, a pretty cool start um to start a little bit earlier but you know what six months after 50 years or whatever exactly now. so lonnie what about you is there one that sticks out you know i I guess it's Kiss Meets the Phantom for me you know it was before my time i mean i saw it on TV as a kid, they had it on like Channel 11 in St. Louis, like on a Saturday afternoon movie, and I mm -hmm. caught like half of it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, and you know, and I might have been like nine or ten years old, and at the time I thought it was just the greatest thing ever, and like the the most fantastic thing I'd ever seen in my life, and then I bought it on VHS when I was about seventeen. Local record store had it, <laughs> and like I couldn't wait to go watch it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. You know, and I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. You know, you know, I, was just, I was so disappointed in my special down. effects. Right. But looking back on it, though, at the same time, I wish, you know, you know, for, for a young kid, though, to see that in 1978, maybe you're 10 years old in 1978 and you see that for the first time. Like I was 10 years old and they were on Channel 11 and I was a kid. It just blew me away. And. I wish I would have seen it like like that in 1978 because it would have just blown me away, and I probably would have never saw it again because you know there was no VCR even in 1978. You, I wouldn't yeah. have seen it again until who knows maybe when it came out on VHS ten yeah. years later. Yeah. And then had a totally different opinion of it, but the mystique of it in your mind though would have lived for ten years like that would have been pretty cool. Mark, don't even show that. Devereaux. So there we have Devereaux. Instead of Dubai, it's Devereaux. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the ever popular uh, classic movie, so Kiss great. Meets the Phantom. But uh, like that, and like I at 17, I hated it when it when I saw it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. It's embarrassing. It's but kind now, of like comedy. It's, it. it's comedy kind of now. It's more. Yeah, but but as an adult though, nostalgic. now I love it. It's so bad that. It's so bad that it's good now. Yeah, it's one of those types of movies. Yeah, it's like it's like the original like Nightmare on Elm Street. That movie's terrible, but like you watch that and it's 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 kind of funny. It's so bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting because the, this 
th th this was definitely one of those reactions I had as well when I first saw it the first time. I remember one of the first things that I thought when I saw it the first time was, where the hell is Kiss? You know, because the, when they <laughs> yeah, first came on, that's right. it's like 20 yeah. minutes of not seeing them at all. I'm like, what the hell? Is Kiss actually in this? Because it was, <laughs> you know, the whole thing with the roller coaster at the beginning and, right. and the girl was trying to find the guy. And, you know, and I was like, Same. then finally when they appeared, I was like, yes, they're here. Finally. And, yeah. And then, but then it was all like, wow. Like, I remember the first time Peter spoke, I was like, wow, that, that's a different voice. You know, it, it was it, it was so strange hearing his voice like that, you know. No New York but, accent. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. For me, the one thing I wish I would have been around to see, and I'll explain a bit why, was the Paul Lynn. Now, mm -hmm. the Paul Lynn thing, the reason why I wish I would have saw it was because of two people. Once again, my sister and her friends. I remember one time when we were up in their her friend's apartment, and they were talking about the Paul Lynn thing. And one of the guys there, the jean jacket dude there, was saying, yeah, man, Mark, if you would have saw that, it was so cool, man. Kiss was on TV, man. They were on TV. Can you believe it? <laughs> like, because back then, this is a new thing. Like, this is when they kind of started to break big, you know, when this started happening, right? Paul Lynn wasn't exactly a small show, you know? So it was a pretty big thing. And for Kiss fans, you know, to see their favorite band on television was a big thing. And what kind of made me even think that even stronger was I do a I do a uh, live stream on Tuesdays and Sundays. Ken, you're there sometimes too with the the Vinyl Archivist yeah, yeah. live stream. And Vance, the guy who's there with us most of the time, he just told me the other night because we were talking about the Paul Lynn special in Halloween. Mm -hmm. And he said to, to me, and this really hit me, as he said, Mark, Paul Lynn is my Ed Sullivan. For him, really? that was his Ed Sullivan because yeah. when he saw that when he was younger, he's a bit older than me, right? Uh, he said that he was, you know, in his teens and he was like, his jaw hit the floor. Like when they came out and did King of the Nighttime World, you know, and he saw Gene do the, the fire thing and he saw them do, you know, the exploding amps and stuff like that. He yeah. was like, wow, what the hell is this? And then, you know, they did Beth and even they did those little small segments, you know, when Paul Lynn meets them and, you know, they do those little yeah, yeah. one-liners and stuff. Ah, four kisses on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so it's I can understand totally what he meant with that because to, hi, to him, that was such an imperative moment. He said that that's where his love of Kiss started. He, he, he had not been a Kiss fan really until he saw that. Yeah. And then it totally blew the doors open for him. So I wish that I would have been at such a moment like that. Like, because for me, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. I had the, I had the mad TV and that to me was important, you know, but it didn't hit me as hard as how some of these things hit these people, because I had already known kiss at that time. Mm -hmm. And I would already, you know, gotten into them quite a bit. So when it happened, the, the mad TV thing, you know, it was cool, but, if I would have saw something like that and I'd never heard of them before, then maybe I would have been like, holy shit, what the hell is this? Kind of like how those guys reacted when they saw the Paul Lynn special or when you guys saw Phantom of the Park the first time. You mm -hmm. know, it's, or even if you, if you see like the Tom Schneider interviews or whatever, there's yeah. certain things that people have entry points on. So I, I really think that I would have loved to have seen that because I finally got that on DVD, you know maybe 10 years ago was the first time I actually saw it, if you can believe it, right? So it wasn't even that long ago. So, you know, it it's it's one of those things that I've, I've always been sorry about that I never got in 
I kiss at the kind of ground floor like that. So yeah. that that's a that's an important I uh, thing I would have loved to have seen. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what else do we have here? Which is your uh, yeah, so I guess the, the only other thing that yeah. sorry, go ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say the only other thing that's left here to kind of ask about is what makes these things so memorable for you, as far as what what I guess what makes this stick in your mind so strongly. Let's start with uh, Ken this time. What 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 makes these things so memorable for you? Yeah, I mean it's it's just something that you know. You become a you know a follower or a fan of Kiss uh, for so long, and you remember go back and remember these things that really stick out to you as uh, big moments in in your fandom, right? Of of Kiss, and so for instance, right that one, uh, you know, like I said, the of the Park was a yeah. big deal. I can always think about that. I always think about Tom Snyder. That was uh, aired on Halloween. That interview, and I, I, I wore, I had the kiss makeup on that night. That's a great one. We didn't even, we didn't even mention. Which time yeah, I mean, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's just a hilarious uh, interview <laughs> because of these. Um, but uh, yeah, all these different things uh, that that happened on Halloween. Mad, we talked Mad TV, Unplugged, and so on. They're all easily you know they're just etched in your in your memory and uh they're they're really actually all really big moments in in kiss's history so um it's you know it's part of it's becoming a fan and you're so passionate about it that those kind of these big moments throughout the whole career you know these moments stand out for me um and uh, those a lot of halloween memories are are in there Lonnie, what about you? Yeah, they really do stand out. Like we mentioned, like Mark, you said the the uh, MTV Unplugged was kind of like my Ed Sullivan moment. You know, '95 hmm. and, and you screamed like the girls. And <laughs> I did. I screamed like the girl. '95 um, <laughs> and '98 like really stand out to me as um, like it's almost like a like a rite of passage type thing almost for for Kiss. And you know, '95 was was Kiss like basically starting their uphill climb on their way back and and 98 you know by the time they got there they, you know they, they were at the top of the mountain again um they they were so successful on the reunion tour and the super hyped album had just come out that at the time we all believed that it was gene paul ace and peter they were back and mark <laughs> yeah. you were showing the highlights on your phone and like your friend saying this is it this is the kiss lineup forever at this point and yeah, and we and I and I think a lot of Kiss fans truly really believe that in their hearts, like like they're never breaking up again. This is this is so great. Look at them; they're getting along so well, and they're making an album again. And now mm-hmm. we're gonna tour, and we're just gonna keep on making albums and tour. And that's just the way Kiss is gonna be until they ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, but those those two those two nights really just stand out in, in my Kiss memories. Um, you know, the and just being proud of them. Being proud of being a fan, you know, Kiss fans are often um, ridiculed or or poked mm-hmm. fun at, and like, oh, you know, Kiss, you know, that's nothing. You should listen to Black Sabbath or you should listen to Led Zeppelin and and things like that. Um, but you know, I, 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 there isn't a there's not a Black Sabbath movie on Halloween. There isn't. Yeah. Black, Black Sabbath, you know, didn't didn't take over Mad TV and yeah. have an MTV unplugged. 
yeah. it, it was things like that that, you know, like kind of validated your fandom um, and kind of stand out in your memory. So, it's, yeah, it's it, you know, it's fun to look back and, and, and smile about about things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's those are great points. I mean, it's the same thing for me. I mean, like I said, the Matt TV thing was pretty important. I mean, it, it was, again, one of those moments where it really solidified uh, Kiss's return into the big time, as they would say. And a lot of the Kiss fans, like my friend, were convinced that the good times were just going to keep rolling and rolling from that point on, right? And, I mean, I, you know, I was a Kiss fan even before, like I said, before that happened. And it, it was funny because... When I was a bit younger, I think about maybe 15, or no, maybe maybe about, no, it was about 12, actually, was one of the last times I went out trick-or-treating, and me and a couple of my friends, were we got all done up in Kiss Makeup. My older sister, Jane, she made us all up in Kiss Makeup, and it looked really good. I wish I could find those pictures of it, because they she did such an incredible job. She got us wigs and everything. It was incredible <laughs> how, how realistic it looked how you know back then and you know back then i remember when we were going around with my sister she was you know chaperoning us uh there were even little little snort snorty comments around from other kids kiss uh, you mm-hmm. know the, it, even then it was not that cool to be a kiss fan but back in 98 when mad tv came out everybody and their brother were talking about that the next day you know, that they were on TV. Oh, did you see the performance after? That was so cool at Dodger Stadium, blah, blah, blah. You know, so those that, that moment was pretty important because it made you realize that back then when you were younger and you were getting those little, you know, jabs at you for being a KISS fan, that now who's laughing now, you know, at that yeah. point for it? You know, uh, that's one thing I'll always be kind of grateful for KISS for kind of doing that because it made you realize that you weren't, you know, doing that for nothing. I mean, sure, I love the music. I wouldn't have cared really about it. I would still listen to it. I wouldn't have gone home and said, I'm never wearing Kiss Makeup again, and I'm not listening to the music. No, I mean, I still loved it regardless. It made you love right? them more. It made you love them more. Yeah, exactly. So I think in a way Halloween, the association with Halloween and Kiss is pretty important. And if you if you are a Kiss fan, I think that Halloween became an even more important event for you than if you weren't mm-hmm. a Kiss fan, I, I truly believe that. So, yeah. so let's leave it at that. Uh, we got, you know, we got a pretty healthy episode here that I'm sure Julian will have fun going through. Uh, and uh, yeah, so don't forget to leave your thoughts on, you know, what we talked about earlier. We talked about many things, you know, the release of a live, uh, live two coming out on vinyl. What did you get? What do you think should people be restricted to two copies instead of four? Uh, you know, what about the uh, the Kiss uh, 2024 cruise. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, what did you think about the Sail Away set list? And uh, what did you think about Halloween and Kiss? You know, what did you think? Uh, what What are your some of your favorite memories of Halloween and Kiss? And uh, we love reading your comments. As you can see now, it's become a regular part of our uh, podcasting here now. So please do leave your comments, and we'll be more than happy to read a few of them next week again when we do our next episode. So until then. On behalf of myself, Marcus Almighty, and Ken, and Lonnie, we will all see you again next week. Thank you for watching, and uh, yeah, have a happy Halloween, everybody. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. 
Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.